Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. If you've been working in design for very long at all, you have almost certainly been through a design pivot. And this is essentially a moment in your design process where you realize what you're working on is either not the best solution or perhaps it doesn't uh, fit the market that you're going for anymore. Or maybe someone who is running the company or leading the design project uh, decides that you need to go a different direction. Or it could be even your client has change their mind and they want to address this design uh, a little bit differently. So this is something that is uh, can be very frustrating. Uh, often you've put a lot of time and effort into the design you're working on and into the, uh, the specific details of it. So trying to make a design pivot can often feel like you're going backwards. Uh, maybe it feels like you're actually completely starting over, starting from ground zero. Uh, but design pivots are also uh, very uh, normal and they're also inevitable. It's something that it's going to happen. It might not happen on every single project, uh, but a design pivot of some kind will likely happen even in a small way on almost every single project you're working on. So it's important to remember that, yeah, this is something that is very normal. And often a design pivot is something that is very necessary, but none of that is to say that it won't be frustrating. That's definitely a common feeling when it comes to, to diving into a design pivot. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to think about and how to go through a design pivot and to maintain focus and how to maintain clear objectives and priorities and talk a little bit about the frustrating part of it and how to deal with that as well. But first, you can find the Design 30 podcast on any podcast app. However, very soon, you will not be able to find it on Stitcher. I just got an announcement that Stitcher uh, is no longer going to be in service. So if Stitcher is your podcast app of choice, make sure to find another one. You can also find Design 30 on Twitter and on Instagram, where I post things fairly often. So if you want to get even more design content or more notifications, heads up, thoughts, ideas for me, anything like that, Twitter and Instagram is going to be the place to go for that. And then also you can uh, subscribe on YouTube to the Design 30 channel. And I also have a Substack. So if you want to read some of my thoughts rather than listen to them, perhaps, uh, you can also find those on Substack where you can become a free subscriber. Or if you're feeling crazy, you can become a paid subscriber. And I will have another post coming out there soon. I know I say that, I've been saying that a lot recently, uh, so this time I mean it. It is coming out very soon. By the time I post this episode, 
it should be either posted or, or very nearly posted. So keep an eye out for that. If you're a subscriber, you're gonna get it right into your email. So you don't have to worry. You're gonna see it at some point anyways. So become a free subscriber to the Design 30 Substack and you're not going to miss any of those things. Now let's get back to the design pivot. So the reason this is on my mind this week is I've had to go through quite a few design pivots recently. One, a fairly large one, uh, actually this past week um, at work, we had this project that <clears throat> we've been working on for quite some time and putting a, a lot of effort into developing technology for this project and then putting a lot of effort recently into planning for it, coming up with schedules and budgets and timelines, all that good stuff. Uh, but then, you know, as uh, I've mentioned earlier, inevitably something changed and we got some, some new feedback that told us we were going, you know, probably going down the wrong route with the current plan. Uh, the timeline wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't feasible for what we needed as a company or for, uh, what we needed as a business. So we had to make a change. We had to figure out some way to pivot from where we were at to something that we could get done on a, a faster timeline and that would better meet the company goals and objectives. And so this was a pretty, pretty significant change. And so I've been working through that over the past week. This has been on my mind. Uh, and even on a lot of the design projects I'm working on, uh, on the side. So my work with uh, Montana EDC, there's been, if you're paying attention, there's been a lot of design changes to different products. So throughout that process, there's been design pivots uh, fairly frequently. Thankfully, a lot of those are, are smaller, shorter term design projects. So it's not quite uh, the same impact as this, this pivot that we're going through at work. But all of that to say is design pivots are very common. They're inevitable. They're going to happen. Uh, they're also very normal and they're very necessary. You don't want to keep sinking time into something just because you've already put a lot of work into it, right? That's the sunk cost fallacy. You don't, just because you put a lot of time in it doesn't mean it's worth uh, keep pushing that forward to release if it's the wrong product, if the market is no longer there, or if, you know, maybe it's something like your profit margin's not gonna be there. Maybe one of your uh, key suppliers increased the price of something, and so it makes your product less feasible. So, it, it's going to happen, and often when it does happen, it's a good thing. Now, timing uh, a design pivot is something that takes some skill and it takes um, uh, some experience, I would say. You obviously don't wanna pivot every time you run into a snag. That's gonna be incredibly inefficient. But you also don't wanna hold on to a project so tight that you sink a bunch of time and money into something that in the end, it, it's not gonna be a good product for you or you pivot so late that you've already sunk a ton of time and money into something that uh, you, sh you should have pivoted out of perhaps months before. So I think there is a, a lot of skill and just experience that goes into determining when to make a design pivot. But in this episode, I'm gonna talk more about how to uh, navigate that design pivot and how to deal with some of the frustrations that inevitably come along with, with making that change. Uh, so the first thing I would say uh, 
if you're someone on the design team or perhaps you're a, a consultant or a designer working with a client, the first thing you need to do is actually just evaluate the current state of your design, of the design project, and think through what are the key changes that you actually need to make uh, to do this pivot? What, what are your desired outcomes? What things do you believe aren't gonna work or aren't good about this design? What things are driving the timeline? <clears throat> Perhaps driving the timeline to be too long? And what things are perhaps too costly. So it's really just getting uh, detailed about the current state of the design and what you're going to change. So that's the evaluation process. That's where you need to start. And then from there, you need to set some clear objectives. And so what this does is helps you focus. So what are your objectives with this pivot? What are you focusing on? What, what are the things that are causing the issue that need to be changed? and write those down and this is this is incredibly important because it helps you like i said focus on what needs to change and it helps you actually effectively make progress if it's a little bit blurry or ambiguous about what you're going to change then this the pivot is actually gonna it might end up worse than where you were before and it's actually going to drive a lot more frustration to your team so you really want to uh, be careful and and think through this clearly when you're setting up your new objectives for the design pivot and make sure that you're communicating those well to your team. And one thing that I actually was just reading about, and maybe other people have heard this a lot, but there's this uh, fun little acronym that you can use when thinking through these objectives and it's uh, making a smart objective. So that's something that is specific, something that is measurable. It needs to be achievable needs to be relevant to what you're trying to do and it needs to be time bound so there needs to be some sort of time aspect to it and i'm guessing this is a more well-known uh, acronym than i've <laughs> that i knew i hadn't heard of the specific one i mean there's a million acronyms out there right but i kind of like this one in this uh specific situation of doing a design pivot so when you need to set a clear objective think through this smart acronym is it specific is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it relevant to the project? And then is it time bound? Is there some time aspect to it? So that was number two, that's setting clear objectives. Number three, now you need to prioritize. So this is where you go through and you actually identify what your priorities are for this change. What are the priorities you're putting on these different objectives that you've set for this change? And the reason you need to prioritize is this actually helps your team and it helps you make decisions. If everything is kind of this ambiguous soup of ideas and objectives, you don't really know where to start. You don't know where to put your time. You don't know what things are worth spending a lot of money on and what things aren't. So you need to put priorities. What's the most important change that you're going to make in this pivot? All right, that's your number one priority. That's where you need to focus your time. That's where you need to focus your energy. And that's where you need to focus your money. So this prioritization stage is crucial when going through a design pivot of any kind. And as I mentioned earlier, number four, this is communicating. So you want to make sure if you're going to make a big design pivot, obviously, or even a small one, you want to make sure you're communicating this effectively to all of the stakeholders on the team. So that could be bosses, that could be 
uh, potentially investors, that could be your client, anyone who has a stake in this project and the outcome of this product uh, needs to be notified of that. And then, of course, you also need to communicate it effectively to your team. If your team doesn't understand the reason for the pivot, they don't necessarily understand um, what exactly the pivot entails, that's going to lead to a lot of problems. It's going to slow things down uh, significantly. So the sooner and the more uh, uh, clear communication you can have with your team, that's going to help the rest of the project uh, go, I mean, as we all know, effective communication within your team helps the project run way more smoothly. And that's especially important when you're doing a design pivot. Things are changing. People need to be aware of things that have changed. They need to know what to stop working on and then what new thing to start working on. And then that goes back to communicating the priorities, communicating the objectives of this. Um, so yeah, communication, of course, as in almost all things, working on a team or working with a client is a huge part of having a successful design pivot. And then finally, I would say you need to be agile and adaptive. If you're someone who, especially if you're a team member, um, this might be something where you don't necessarily have a say in the design pivot, but you need to, uh, after that communication of why it's happening and what your priorities are, you need to be agile and adaptive and figure out, okay, this is the reality. This is what's happening. How do I adjust to that? How do I adapt to it? How do I change what I'm doing to uh, make this a smooth pivot and how do I how do I achieve these new objectives? And also if you're running your own business, maybe you're just a consultant or uh, a designer working on your own freelancing, you need to be agile and adaptive because you want to obviously put out the best product, right? You, if you're going down the wrong path, you can't be afraid to pivot. You can't be afraid to change. And again, going back to that sunk cost fallacy, just because you've put a lot of time into one thing, if you find out that that is not the right product, then you have to do this. You have to be agile and you have to adapt. You have to implement a pivot. And sometimes that's obviously scary. Uh, it can feel like you're losing perhaps a bunch of money, perhaps you're losing a bunch of time. But in the end, if you're developing a better product, that's gonna be better for you uh, just from a company standpoint, from a reputation standpoint. And obviously a better product is gonna lead to uh, more success. You're gonna sell more products and financially it's gonna be a better choice as well. But it can be something that's very frustrating. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that you'll have to deal with if you're going through a pivot, even with whether it's just yourself, whether it's with a full design team, with a company, and people are going to get frustrated because in a way it does feel like you've just wasted a bunch of time. Um, but I think there's a few things you can do to, to help, uh, mitigate that frustration. So the first thing that I do that I've done this past week is, uh, just get outside and go for a walk. I think that's one of the best things rather than just staring at your computer and, inside with no natural light is get outside, go get some good views, uh, get a walk in and start thinking through this pivot. And there's a few things I think you should focus on as you're thinking through it. The first one is just kind of reframing the reason for this pivot and try to think of the positive changes, try to take on 
uh, or think through why are we doing this? What's the reason? Why were, why was the last design idea the wrong direction? Why are we now needing to pivot? And what are the benefits of that pivot? What are the positives that are going to come out of it? Are we going to end up designing a better product in the end? And then I think it's important to take on perspectives. And this is the perspective perhaps of your your boss, your manager who is telling you to make the design pivot. Maybe it's taking on the perspective of your market and thinking, why is this new product or this, this pivot to a slightly different product actually the better option? Why is the market going to want that more? So just thinking through these different perspectives of, of different stakeholders on the project, of different team members on the project, and just try to kind of get out of your own head a little bit and think through it from the perspective of other people who are also involved in the design project. And then you need to break your pivot down into some small manageable tasks. Often what happens with something like this, when everything feels like it's changing all at once, you're just thinking of the big overall picture and it feels like a ton of work. It feels like you're going to have to go back and redo everything you've done. But in reality, a lot of what you've done will probably feed back into this new pivot, into this change. And you can most likely use a lot of it anyways. So what you should do is take a deep breath as you're going for this walk and just think through the small manageable tasks that you need to get done to achieve this pivot. Uh, maybe you need to break down and think through, okay, here's all what I've done for you know where we were going with this project. How much of that has changed? How much of it hasn't changed? Okay, I can take all the things that haven't changed and now I can think through how do I update this to accommodate where the new focus is? How do I use this to focus on the new objectives? So just breaking those things down rather than looking at it as this huge change at the project level or the, the product level, break it down into these tasks that you can actually implement and that you can actually handle uh, on an individual basis. And then finally, you need to, uh, as you're doing this walk, as you're decompressing, frustration is slowly going away, hopefully, uh, try to evaluate and learn from the situation. Why was this pivot necessary in the first place? And what can you learn to prevent something like that in the future? Or how could, what can you learn to be ready for pivots in the future? Uh, like I said, pivots are inevitable. They're going to happen. They're coming. You just need to be ready for them. And so I think there's a lot, each time you go through a major pivot on a design project, there's something you can learn from that, something you can take away and implement it on your next project or just be more prepared for your next project knowing design pivots happen. And so it could be as simple as, well, I need to do a better job of documentation because when a pivot happens, I need to know why I was doing what I was doing before. And then I can take that and apply it to this new objective, to this new goal or this new focus for this design pivot. So as a part of this walk, just thinking through, okay, but why is this happening? What can I do to be more prepared and to be a better designer, a better engineer, uh, whatever job or field or market you're working in? How can you take the situation and just use it to make yourself better? And so that's about all I have as far as input on how to 
how to deal with the design pivot, how to make it successful, and then also how to deal with the frustration that is normal and it's going to happen. In fact, I didn't mention this a minute ago, but I think if your team is frustrated with something like a design pivot, that's probably not a bad thing. Um, that shows that it's it's something they actually care about. If someone cares about the company, they care about this project, they wanna do it, do it right, get it done on time. Of course, a design pivot is going to be something that's frustrating. Uh, it's something, it shows that they, shows that your team cares, shows that they're invested. So a little bit, little bit of emotion in this scenario is not a bad thing. Obviously, you don't wanna let that frustration take over and, and have you make bad decisions or, or say and do things that uh, you wouldn't be proud of. Uh, you still need to have a very professional attitude with it. But I think if it's, it's something you're seeing your team, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It shows that people actually care and want to do a good job on this design project. So that's all I have to say on this. Uh, if you guys are going through design pivots right now, just know that I totally get it. I understand, I feel your pain, uh, but also it's something that is incredibly normal. Every, maybe not every, but almost every design project, every design team has had to go through this. And it's something that is necessary. I think in the end, you end up with a either a better product or you're able to get into a better market or it's a better solution for your company. So just remember that there are a lot of reasons for it, a lot of positives to it. Keep working, keep these ideas that I mentioned this podcast in your mind. Uh, don't forget to go on that walk. I think that is incredibly important, at least for me. So yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Um, as always, you can find Design30 on Instagram, on Twitter, you can subscribe on YouTube, and you can become a free or a paid subscriber on Substack. And with that, I will... Uh, yeah, I will leave it be. This is coming out on Monday right before July 4th. So yeah, make sure to enjoy your July. Uh, be thankful for if you're listening, I guess if you're listening to the United States, this is more applicable. If you're not listening to the United States, then July 4th is just another day for you. But in the US, yeah, make sure you take a moment to be grateful for your country, for the freedom you have and enjoy friends and family. On July 4th, be careful with fireworks. Uh, if you're a designer, you need your fingers most likely. So be very careful with those. And yeah, just enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the, I guess it's not on the weekend this year. Enjoy your Tuesday and eat some good food and watermelon. Blow some stuff up. Whatever you tend to do on the 4th of July, enjoy it. And as always, remember, design more, despair less. Thanks for listening. <laughs>